0: Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you this week by Major Spoilers VIP and Patreon members from around the world. Oh my gosh, we are so close to 300 patrons. Maybe you will be the special lucky number 300. Head over to patreon.com slash majorspoilers right now and sign up and support everything we do at major spoilers. Well, it's finally Friday everyone. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And as you can tell we got a special guest this week. It's Ashley Victoria Robinson all the way from Sunny, Shaky, California.
1: <laughs> That's so true. We had a big earthquake recently and it was
0: uh it was it was great. It wasn't that big? It was only a <laughs> 3.0, right?
1: It is bigger than it usually is. We usually get ones and twos. Oh, okay. So Little pretty of, scary
0: little bit of shaking going on yeah, so there you go yeah. uh there is a chat room and i do see uh, most of you popping up there in the chat uh there is just the red Sea, jess when you don't see me put up a message that says no finally friday this friday it usually means there's going to be a, f- a friday finally friday for what? you, just for you. Uh, Jarmo is there as well as is austin deutsch love you ashley let's get this party started and uh, nate says i'm here but driving and nate we're certainly happy that you are okay uh, yes, we from are. The, uh, from the uh, hurricanes and that you are ready for whatever comes next. I don't know if uh, Maria is going to pass by Florida this time or or not, but uh, hopefully everyone is safe. And all of our friends in Puerto Rico and in uh, Mexico and other places that have been hit by natural disasters over the last couple of weeks, we are hoping that you are OK as well. So why is Ashley here this week? Well, she wasn't here on uh, she hasn't been on the Major Spoilers podcast for the last two weeks. One, because she was away on some personal stuff. And then this last week, I had a great uh, interview with uh, the guy who wrote the comic shop, uh, Dan Garino. Uh, yeah. Who wrote the comic shop book, which is coming out in October. So that's really cool. But Ashley, everyone's mm-hmm. previews catalogs are here. And if they look yeah. deep <laughs> into the, uh, what is it, the uh, Alterna? No, not the uh, Alterna. Action Labs Action Lab's section, they will find one Jupiter Jet comic.
1: Yes, Jupiter Jet number one finally solicited. (laughs) It's really funny because it was about this time last year that we were finally given the green light go-ahead and we were Mm -hmm. drawing more pages and getting covers and we were starting to put together our Kickstarter campaign. Right. So it's really amazing that a year later uh, you can pre-order it. It'll be in shops on December 6th uh, and then it'll be in shops for the next Five months on the first Wednesday uh, of every month, which is really awesome. And uh, we said this in a Kickstarter update, but Jason and I are going to do a Jupiter Jet tour. So if oh. there is a shop that you really like, that's really cool. Uh, email JupiterJetComic at gmail.com and we'll try to put it on our list.
0: All right. Jupiter Jet Comic and uh, get the get Jupiter Jet tour at your at your neighborhood. How about we, yeah. get, how about we get you guys over to uh, at least get you over to the um, uh, New York uh, comic shops. I mean, next week, oh, you, yeah. you're two weeks away from, two weeks away from, uh, uh, the New York Comic Con. This weekend is the Baltimore Comic Con. <laughs> and then, yeah. the week after that is the New York Comic Con that you and Jason are both going to. Mm-hmm. What have you, what do you have you got planned? you got anything <laughs> that you have scheduled? Or are you just running around uh, shaking hands and meeting all your adoring fans?
1: I'm uh, mostly trying not to get sick because I always get heroically ill after New York Comic Con. Uh, we're going to have two Jupiter Jet signings on Saturday and Sunday probably. I'm nailing down the times for that right now. Um Jason is hosting the official Batman panel. I'm going to be on the Collider Heroes panel on Friday. Cool. And uh that's all that I know right now.
0: Okay. Things
1: might change it's- between now and when I make a little infographic. Yeah, but it
0: seems like you're going to be pretty busy though. Mhm. Yeah. And of course yeah. it's the is it the do we consider New York Comic Con still the last convention of the season, or have there been so many um, conventions that come out that it's an ongoing, never ending battle against comic conventions in your neighborhood?
1: I don't because Kamikaze, which is now Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Convention, which is not as fun to say, right. is always Halloween weekend Halloween, yeah. and uh, we can drive there in 30 minutes. So, uh, and I think we're going to have a geek history lesson panel there. Mm-hmm. So, I consider. Um, LA con to be the last one, but a lot of people consider it to be New York. That's the sort of the last bastion of uh, the battle between read pop and comic-con international. And it's the last big show, you know, where you're going to get TV and movie panels and stuff's getting announced. And so uh, maybe
0: (laughs) Oh, hey, let's talk about real quick. Let's talk about this uh, TV news that just broke earlier today, just a few hours ago. Uh, mm-hmm. We now know the big major crossover for the uh, CW series this year: Crisis on Earth X, featuring yeah. Supergirl, The Flash, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and Arrow. Oh my goodness, it's got it's got everybody in it: Wild Dog and Green Arrow and Black Canary and Supergirl and the Ray. Oh, that's going to be kind of cool that the Ray's in this. Yeah. Is he, now wait a minute, is he part of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, or is he only on that CW Seed series?
1: He, as far as I know, he's only on the CW Seed series, um, but Vixen, uh, no, Vixen premiered on Arrow, I guess. Right. Um, uh, well, no, uh, know.
0: Legends of Tomorrow. No, she oh. was on, no, you no, know, no. The no, original was
1: on... Vixen was on
0: Arrow, Arrow for right. like
1: an episode, right. and then she went off to be a rapper's girlfriend and fly around the world, and then the new <laughs> Vixen. I mean, whatever you do, you. Uh, the new Vixen is on Legends now. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's... Wow, so they're bringing in a lot. Uh, we got Killer Frost and Vibe and uh, Zari. Who's Zari? I don't know.
1: Man, her. I don't know. I barely know who Killer Frost is.
0: It like a Zatanna <laughs> with a medallion, but then the Atom and Heatwave and Firestorm and the Flash. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm interested if we're going to see a live-action Ray in this. That's going to be kind of interesting.
1: I'm also surprised that um, uh, Elastic Man is not featured, on, I would assume, and maybe he is just because he's not on the artwork, whatever, but I would assume that we're going to get some Dibney action.
0: I would hope so uh, as well. Up
1: in the crossover
0: too. But this is coming out November 27th to 28th on the CW. Mm This will be a big deal, I think. I mean, um, I know they they kind of enjoy doing these, but here's what I want this year in my major Crisis on Infinite X uh, crossover. I don't want it like (laughs) uh, the uh, Invasion one where the Legends crossover was basically oh, they're trapped in this ship and one person is walking around and then suddenly we're jumping into the memories of the people that have been trapped and there's really no other interactions between the other series. I want full-on heat wave having to team up with Green Arrow and Wild Dog and Vibe getting getting uh, together, whatever, the Ray and Firestorm going out <laughs> and doing stuff. That's what I want to see in this show.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I'm also, the bigger this universe gets, the scared more scared i become of the different crossovers because it's it's becomes so widespread that there's a, always going to be a character who gets the shaft last year it was really supergirl mm-hmm. um as the most powerful being in that crossover because yeah. we didn't know where superman was he's was probably off lying on a table with boots or something <laughs> um you know th- we kind of sidelined her and while i think the crossover was really great I, i'm nervous that as we add more characters like i'm also hoping that black lightning appears in the crossover yeah. um well, that's, even that's if it's the one that's just cool. for a minute
0: that's the one that's going to be the hardest, right? Because they've they've said, and I don't know if they've backtracked this, but initially they said that you know Black Lightning does not exist in the CW universe. He's in his own thing. That's why he's down in Atlanta. They
1: said uh, he doesn't this. exist in in the Arrow continuity, ah. which means he could exist in Supergirl's continuity, which is my hope.
0: Yeah, or because in you this know, Earth-X continuity, whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, because you know, like uh, in in Earth One, uh, Oliver's the first superhero. So I mm-hmm. get it. Um, but I still, I don't think that's any reason to not have him. I also think there's no reason for John Constantine to not be there.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. And we, everyone
1: loves he's Matt Ryan. Him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man, mm-hmm. they could do so much with this. Let's just hope that they're not, I don't know. I, my biggest fear is that they're just going to slap this together and there's going to be a very, just like the invasion where the Supergirl and the legends, uh, legends thing was just tangentially connected. And it was just like such a disappointment. So I know that it's really hard to do this because it takes Mm -hmm. coordination between multiple writers rooms and multiple showrunners to get this all together. And then, of course, to get everybody's schedules lined up uh, to do this. But at the same time, if they do it right, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a this is a big to do.
1: Well, and it was it was also Berlanti or Kreisberg came out and said that this year. Supergirl was going to be done right she was going to be part of the crossover it wasn't going to be like with a final scene kind of like the Supergirl flash crossover was the same thing it was this one minute blip so I'm looking forward to them and this will be the second time they do it so they'll have a better sense of how to fold everyone in but how that's going to actually
0: play out Mm -hmm. I like how it keeps building and building and building of course the Mm -hmm. the drawback is as they add more DC shows into the CW universe or maybe they don't I mean we've got uh, the Teen Titans show coming up. That's uh, on what FX or Fox or whatever that is. That's no, it's gonna...
1: it's on uh, it's oh, on that's on their own, uh, their their streaming yeah, service. Their
0: streaming service. That's it right.
1: was supposed to be on TNT when it was going to launch out of Arrow season two and be led by Roy Harper. Yeah. Um, and I think it has been at a couple different networks since then. But yeah, now it's going to be. On the streaming, because because you know uh, it's been ten years since Netflix has happened, so all the major networks are jumping on it now.
0: I've got some issues with that, but so uh, the thing is, (laughs) there's a good chance that night uh, that the Teen Titans are not going to be part of this CW universe, the Arrowverse, as we're. I would say
1: almost almost certainly not. (laughs) But
0: it would be interesting as more shows would get added, like Black Lightning, if they can somehow be. Maybe they're just Earth adjacent. Maybe they're the Earth Earth two or Earth four or Earth seven or whatever or Earth X, and. Maybe once a year or once every two years, that's the one where you can have this whole synergy between, you know, 10 different CW shows all doing crazy stuff or all uh, these DC shows all doing crazy stuff so that people can experience. Oh, what's this uh, Teen Titans thing? What is this? You know, uh, uh, what's Ray and the Freedom Fighters? Is that what the name of that show is? Uh, maybe I think that I just
1: I've just been calling it the Ray. So yeah. I'm really sorry to all the Ray fans out there who know what it's called. I'm the worst.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Freedom Fighters, the Ray Freedom Fighters, the Ray trailer. That's from Screen Rant. This is. Yeah. So Freedom Fighters, the Ray is what uh, it looks like. It's being called. Oh, so much stuff going on, Ashley. It's, you know, the fall yeah. season. In fact, it's the first day of fall. Happy fall.
1: Happy uh, what's the what's the pagan holiday? My, my bone? Mabon, I don't Mabon, M A B O N. Whatever it's the uh, autumnal equinox.
0: Autumnal equinox. I'll go with that. I did not get a pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin spice latte today.
1: There's no pumpkin in it. I know, right? It's just caramel and nutmeg.
0: I know. I'm, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go have something, though, later, I'm sure. It's, it's still a little hot, and I don't know about you, but uh, I know some of our fans and some of our listeners had snow today. They're up in Montana, and they have snow. Shut
1: up. No that's seriously. amazing.
0: She, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Desdemona Gunn on Twitter uh, sent some pictures today of her backyard just full of snow. And here today, it is 98 degrees.
1: Oh, it's not... Hang on, I'll look at my weather app oh, yeah. and I will oh, I'm
0: tell sorry. you. <laughs> uh, it is my thing doesn't do uh, Celsius, so uh,
1: well it is it is twenty two degrees Celsius here, which so according like to my phone is uh, seventy one degrees. Oh, okay. So it's for California, we are or for Los Angeles, we are well and truly into fall weather, <laughs> but it's still really nice out. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh no, it's it's nice. I can. I'm hoping that we get nice weather because the last uh, two weekends. And probably this weekend, too, when we've been doing soccer tournaments with my son, it's Mm -hmm. just been oppressively hot. Like last week we were in Kansas City and it was the first game was at 10 a.m. It was 86 degrees with 60 percent humidity and it wasn't too bad. There was a little breeze blowing. But then the afternoon game was 90 something with 60 percent humidity. And I'm sitting at the sidelines just going Oh my god, this is so miserable. The kids must be miserable. They're downing their waters, you know, left and right. The only saving, yeah. the only saving thing was in the second half, a front move through and literally within 5 or 10 minutes it went from 96 to 76. And then by the time hmm. the game was over, it was pouring rain, and the next day the tournament was canceled. So that was wow. the only down part. They got so much rain the the ground couldn't soak it up and they didn't want, you know, 500 kids running over their their nice ground. So uh, but he did take second place, so that's uh, that's good. Oh,
1: well, there you he go.
0: Two goals. I got to be proud of my son. Speaking of, here's a weird conversation. I do want to get back into some television stuff in a moment, but since we're talking about my son, uh, you are much younger than I am, but maybe you can have some perspective on this. <laughs> okay. And I kind of uh, shared this on Twitter uh, the other day, but uh, we were coming home. And I was bringing my two boys home. The youngest is six. The oldest is ten. And uh, they were talking. He, the youngest was like, oh, dad, tomorrow we're doing our uh, lockdown and active shooter drill. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that should be interesting. Hopefully they teach you ways to do it. And and uh, my oldest was like, oh, you probably uh, did that last year and you just don't remember. And I was like, well, he probably does. He was a kindergartner, so he would have gone through that. And then my youngest was like, oh, yeah. And so when when we do this, we have to be we have to lock the door. We have to turn out the lights. We have to be really, really quiet and not speak. And then my oldest was like, dad knows this stuff. He probably did it when he was. He, he did it a lot when he was in school. And I was just <laughs> like, uh, no, I never had this when I was in school. And they both kind of looked at me like, why not? And it's like, well, in from 1970 to 1980, in the, a decade there were only 30 shooting incidents at schools and most of those were accidental. Like someone brought Mm -hmm. a gun to show off and it discharged by accident kind of thing. Not the things that we have to, to deal with now. And so they were like, well, why is it, why is it so different now? And so we had to talk about mental health and people who don't know how to control their emotions and think that, you know, fighting and pulling guns out is the thing that you have to do in order to solve a situation or to get out of a, a situation. And, I don't know, you're from Canada, so it's maybe a (laughs) lot different for you. But did you guys have anything like this? Is this like, I mean, the boys just talked about it was like a tornado drill or a fire drill. And it's just like, uh, no, this is something really kind of weird.
1: So the only kind of drills I ever had were fire drills. Um, Mm. That was literally it. Uh, We never did anything else because most of the extreme weather is like winter weather. So if it's that bad, you just don't don't leave. Yeah, Uh. go to school. There's nothing to practice for that. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if there are children who are doing active shooter drills right now. I know that there have been shootings um, in Canada because there are bad people there, just like everywhere else. But sure. the population is just much smaller and guns are harder to get. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there hasn't been one in a school for a while. There was one in a mosque. Um,
0: yeah, I remember that one.
1: A couple months ago in Montreal. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I do know that in bigger cities, like if you go to school in Toronto, um, you do have to go through metal detectors and like, I mm-hmm. never went to school in a major city, so I never had to do that. So I would assume that maybe in the bigger centers, but it's really more upsetting to me that, that needs to, there's a,
0: there's a reason for those to exist in the first know, place. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I understand it. I'm glad that I'm not saying that the school shouldn't be doing that because no,
1: I, uh, I it's I agree. great
0: that the school is doing that. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, it's just like, wow, you know. 40 years ago, this was not an issue to where we had to worry about that. Now, I mean, I went to a high school that had 200 kids in it, so everybody knew everybody, and yeah. I came from a rural community, so most students had a gun rack in their car with a gun on it, or I think at one point when I was a junior or senior, they changed the rule to where your c- gun couldn't be displayed in the mm-hmm. in the gun rack of the car, so the kids would just drop it behind their seat, but it would still be in their car.
1: But it was mm-hmm. just like,
0: I have no I had no real way to, you know, relate to my kids about this. And some other people commented on Twitter as well, saying that the first time that their kids were talking about it in a very nonchalant way, they were shocked as well. And I I, I'm glad that people are shocked when I bring this story up, because it's just like, ah, we need to do something about this. And it's I just thought it was interesting. and I wanted to get your reaction to that uh, because it's it's kind of weird.
1: I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, that my reaction is very mixed because I do think that since that's the landscape that we're living in, like it is good. People should be aware. Um, children, I, I think children should be treated with respect because they're not stupid, mm-hmm. and you know they should be made a, 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 aware as aware as possible without frightening them of right. of everything. But I'm I'm so sad and shocked that that needs to exist. Oh yeah, even in. And, you know, I know that Columbine is maybe one of the most famous incidents of that. But, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, even in like a small city in Kansas, like that's something that the school feels is important to do. You know, like it's not Detroit. Right. No offense to anyone from Detroit, but or yeah. Los Angeles, for that matter. You know, like if someone went to school in L.A., I think I would understand it a little bit more.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I guess I would, too. I mean, if it was a, a big area. But I mean, even here where we're at, it's not that big of a deal here in the comments section. um, Stephen, you're... Oh, someone's talking about I'm quiet. Hopefully, I adjusted that. As far as I know, they don't have that kind of stuff here, says Jarmo. That's, of course, in Germany. There have been two to three shootings uh, in here, too. And there are some precautions, but no drills or metal detectors. Uh, we got quite a lot of hunting guns in European standards. Um, even in Calgary, says Jess, no metal detectors. The only drills are fire drills. I think maybe in Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal, or Quebec City mm-hmm. would be the ones to do that. So, I don't know. I just... I just thought I'd bring it up and see what people thought about this because it was you know really kind of weird to think about this that and there have been some incidents at my son's at both of my son's schools where they've had to go into a lockdown mode because something weird was going what? on, yeah, a couple of times just some strangers will just start walking around the grounds that they don't know who they're you know who it is yeah, um, that's happened a couple of times. there was one that was an angry parent that they had to do a lockdown on uh and then. One year when my son was my youngest was in preschool I went to go pick him up and the and the place was on lockdown and there was a SWAT team basically in front and that's because just across the street some guy was holding his wife at knife point and so they didn't want him coming out and doing something crazy so they kept all the kids locked down in the school like that. So in general I like to think that our schools are safe places for our kids but at the same time I hope they'd never have to experience, you know, that kind of violence in a school and yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad that they're doing this so that if something happens, they know what to do. But, oof. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's talk about something maybe not a little bit happier, but something that's really right up your alley, uh, Ashley. So, River, Riverdale is coming back. Uh, yeah, it and, is. And that's, that's, uh, that's a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But, there was an accident uh, yesterday where one of the actors was coming home, was involved in a, a car accident. He's fine, as from what I can tell. But, they just said that he was super tired uh, driving home because he had worked a 16-hour day. And yeah. <laughs> um, SAG-AFTRA was, uh, was looking into that. Can you talk a little bit about working conditions, how many hours you're supposed to be on set, not on set, what kind of what happens <laughs> after 10, 12, and 14 hours on set, and what your reactions are to, hey, these actors were on, on set for 16 hours.
1: I'm not even remotely surprised by that, um, which is maybe the problem. Mm. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is supposed to be... Uh, an eight-hour workday with a one-hour lunch. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other things. You have to be this close to a hospital. You have to provide water, blah, 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 blah. Um, and if you're a psych you're, um you're allotted a certain amount of pay that you don't get on a non-union shoot. However, mm-hmm. um, if people have never worked on a set before, it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it takes a long time to do anything. A couple years ago, Jason and I did... An, a much smaller scale production we did a, a one take doctor who music video it's a three minute song it took us five hours to shoot it and that's a pretty good like we turned that around pretty quickly um it's just a it takes a long time especially to get that much coverage on a big show mm-hmm. um tv actors routinely um work upwards of 14 hours and every hour that you work over 10 you get um you're supposed to get a certain pay raise, you're supposed right. to get more breaks, you're supposed to get more food, um, but you know, that doesn't count for much if you're working, and and I, I know that there are people out there who think that acting is not hard work. Um, I think it's hard work. I would, I would say it's definitely not, um, it's definitely not laying bricks, but when you have to be on and performing yeah. all day, it is very tiring. Um, I think that I think that if you are on a production where you have to work more than uh, eight hours, I think you should be provided a driver and taken home.
0: Yeah, because for Um, me, for me growing up, I was always taught and always shared with my students that if you're going to be on set, typically plan on a 10 hour day. That's going to be your minimum and that'll include your breaks and everything with that.
1: Yes. But then after
0: that, you were supposed to get paid like time and a half for Uh uh, 10 to 12 hours. Then after 12 hours, it was supposed to be like time and three quarter. And then after uh, 12 hours, it was supposed to be double time. Time and a half. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if people are earning, you know, and that may be an, an incentive, too, for some people to say, well, instead of stretching this out over a couple of more days, let's try to cram it into a couple more hours and save us that much more money. Seems a little actors, dangerous, though, so.
1: because you're making if you're on a TV show, you're making a weekly yeah, they're making salary. salary. Yeah, uh, because a typical episode will shoot in five to seven days. So if you're making thirty thousand dollars, which is. Is like if you're a supporting player on a CW show for the first time, you're making thirty thousand an episode. So give us an uh, idea of
0: of what a supporting character would be. Is that like a um
1: like like in Supergirl season one, like Wynn is a supporting character. Okay. Um Kevin on Riverdale is a supporting character. Mm-hmm. Um and then if you're if you're a day player, your character who's only showing up for one episode, something like that, then it's it's less than that. But that's like a starting salary. So mm-hmm. you're making a weekly pay rate. With an unlimited number of hours. And so the studio can turn around and say, I mean, we're paying you for the week. So we're g- you're going to be here yeah. until we finish. Yeah. You have to be dismissed from a set. You can't just leave a set or you'll be fired. Um, I shot on Wednesday. I shot a VR commercial that's oh, cool. only going to air online. Mm-hmm. And I was on set for eight hours. Um, and I was a featured uh, background player. So... We were, we got to leave first. There were other people who were in the leads who were there longer and it's going to be a 30 second commercial. Like it oh, just yeah, takes, yeah. it just takes such a long time. Yeah. It um, does. and I do think, I do think if you're going to require that of your actors, which I can empathize with up to a point, I think you should be taking care of your actors. Um, I'm glad he's okay, but he should have been driven home. Yeah. You know? So what do you, what, do you, thinks,
0: what do you think is going to be the repercussions then for
1: his the, insurance is going to go up.
0: Oh, so you don't <laughs> think SAG is going to do anything and step oh, in and say, look, uh, guys, uh, there's going to be no. fines or un, anything like un, that?
1: No. Fuck Someone's no. just um, going to shake their <laughs> finger
0: and say, shame, shame, huh?
1: Yeah, they'll get a memo that says, don't do it again. Um, a couple years ago when they were shooting the third Maze Runner movie, mm-hmm. Dylan O'Brien, yeah, who's, right. the, who's the star of that, like fell off a 20 foot platform because mm-hmm. he wasn't harnessed in. And I don't know why it wasn't the stunt double and then got hit by a car.
0: Yeah, I remember and that.
1: Nothing happened. Nothing changed. Um, that production probably had to pay for his medical bills, which would have been, right. I would say, steep to say the least. Um, and I think that that last movie has been put off production indefinitely because yeah, he's cause... in that terrible sniper movie with Michael Keaton. Now, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe it's great. the The trailers don't look great. I'm really sorry. Uh, no, um, someone just died on Deadpool, and they yeah. shut down production for a day. Like yeah. nothing's going to happen because. The studio system and the Hollywood system is really broken, um, and frankly, there's a thousand other people who would take those jobs.
0: Right. No, I I totally understand Myself that. Even included. even even so. when the um, cinematographer died um, on Sarah, set, when, yeah. yeah, when with the uh, train, uh, that was mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. But I would think that as a as a union or something along that lines, there would be a fine system in place to say, "Hey, look, you guys." led to this big injury you need to be fined for this and to me it depends you, if on
1: the on the osha finding or yeah. whoever's in charge of that the safety findings but it would but it would i know seem often like there's nothing happens
0: it would seem though that a fine system would kind of say hey we can't afford a fifty thousand dollar fine for doing this let's knock it off
1: but also this and i don't know who the actor is from archie um yeah. but this, i think he's archie guy, actually oh <laughs> samoan archie uh with his dyed <laughs> red hair and his huge yes. eyebrows he, uh, he's fine. He's great. Um, he didn't get injured on set. Right. He got injured on his own. Um, so that has nothing to do with the production because his mm. contract stipulates that he could work up to probably 20 hours.
0: Yeah. KJ Appa, the guy who, um, uh, uh, plays Archie was hurt. And while we were fi- filming the season finale of Riverdale. So Holy, Holy cow. That's uh, well,
1: at least he picked the last episode to get hurt on. So we yeah. won't slow up production.
0: Yeah. Uh let's see. It says he <laughs> broke his hand uh while filming the Riverdale season finale in this. So mm. wow. Yeah, well, at least he's okay. I mean could well, be Well there's worse.
1: worse things you could do, yeah, for yeah.
0: sure. All right, let's uh, keep but
1: I, I think nothing's gonna happen.
0: We are keeping it in the Riverdale uh family right now, or at least the Archie family right now also announced uh this week was the fact that uh there's gonna be a Riverdale spinoff. Um well, maybe not really a Riverdale spin-off, but Sabrina, the teenage witch. Is coming yeah. to the CW not this season, but fall of 2018 19 uh, season. And it's mm-hmm. going to be not Sabrina in the Riverdale universe, but rather the chilling adventures of Sabrina.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It
0: is such a good comic book series. I have some concerns, though, in that this book has not been published regularly. Because uh, Graia Sakasha, I forget how you say his name, is so busy doing Riverdale and other stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. Supergirl and other stuff for the CW that he, you know, he's still providing content, but it's not as regular as when he was first the chief creative officer. And that was the only thing he was doing at Archie Comics. Uh, But now that he's doing this other stuff, it seems like those two properties, uh, Afterlife with Archie and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, have kind of slid just a little bit. I'm glad that something that has such a short run can be considered or picked up for a a TV series. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, they're going to quickly surpass anything that's in the comic books. And they're going to have to just do, you know, I I have a feeling that the TV show will surpass anything that the comic books has been doing. And that will be less incentive for people to go and try to read what comes after the current issue. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: I agree. I agree. I think it'll they'll likely pass it in the first season because there's only eight issues of that out yeah, so
0: far. Yeah, right now. Yes. Yeah. So maybe he um, can get two or three more before the next maybe, fall.
1: Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's taken like two years to get from six to eight. I know. Um, I It's one of those things where if, if you want to make it into a TV show, um, which is all well and good, I'm definitely about that. Why not have him plot the book and have someone else script it?
0: That would be that would be great if they did that. You know, I think that so would that be you awesome. Can
1: produce more content more yeah, regularly. Yeah, I'm sure that, Robert Hack, the artist, would love that.
0: Oh yeah, and um, you know, uh, I don't know. I know um, Robert Kirkman, you know, still helps in the writers' room for the Walking Dead as well as the uh, he keeps the comic book series going. But those two had a completely different path after a certain point they each went their own way. And I'm fine with that if that's what happens in the TV series. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that we don't get a TV series and then there are no more comic books at all because the art in, in the chilling adventures of Sabrina and the storytelling in that comic book are phenomenal. And I don't think you're going to be able to capture that eerie comics, creepy comics feel on a TV show yeah. without going way out, way out there with that. And I don't think CW is going to be doing that. I agree. Um, it's, it's interesting
1: because in Sabrina has shown up in the Jughead series in the comics, and then like and, versions
0: of Megan like Veronica have shown up in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So I really hope that they do make it a very piece because the comics opened open essentially in 1960s. Like, there's jokes about the Beatles in it. It's mm-hmm. very, it works better in a more progressed um, version of the United States, or at least the way it's presented in that universe. Yeah. Uh, I I I think that show airs we're going to be looking at the 2-way crossover. Yeah, let's but talk
1: about not, not really
0: sure that work. Let's talk about that real quick. Of course, I'm starting to uh, run into some issues that we've had with uh, Skype streaming, so let's yes, let's see if I call Ashley right back and see okay. if that works or if we uh, stop the stream or what we have to do for that. Uh really sorry about this. Uh, yep, that uh, that took care of it. So
1: Yay!
0: Sorry, everybody. Sorry. But uh, we are back. All right. Uh, if it starts to uh, to break up again, chat room, you're doing really good in uh, keeping us up to date on that stuff. And I actually, another test that I'm doing uh, today is uh, playing with the latency of the stream. So really what we are saying is not, you know, a three-minute delay for you guys to respond. It should actually be very, very quick to respond. So uh, let us just do a real quick test. As soon as you hear me Say the number three when I count to three. Everybody type three and hit return uh. in their in their uh, chat room. So here you go: one, two, three. And let's see how long it takes everyone to uh, to have that pop up. I'm still betting it's up. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. There we go. It's only about ten or fifteen seconds. I could probably lower that latency a little bit more and uh, get even almost near time real interactions with our awesome uh, chat room peoples. Okay, uh, we were talking about. Sabrina the Teenage Witch and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and uh, we had brought up the uh, potential crossover because as soon as I guess there was a girl that looked like Sabrina or was supposed to be Sabrina in the first season of Riverdale people started asking people started asking are we going to get a crossover that has the whole afterlife with Archie now that the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is in place everyone's like so Steven are we going to get this crossover of afterlife with Archie and (laughs) my guess is not in the first season if, if they do anything, it'll be a second season Halloween special that tells this alternate story. But I do not think you're going to get it in the first season of, of Sabrina. So it's probably going to be, I don't know, that'd be 2019, 2020 before that happens. What are your thoughts there, Ashley?
1: Oh, I'd say probably, yeah, 2020, 2019 fall maybe at the earliest. Um, if Riverdale is wrapping up shooting right now, then... Yeah, it would have had to happen unless <clears throat> we're going to do and, and the Berlanti-Kreisberg machine of which Riverdale is a part kind of likes to backdoor pilot these characters in. We saw that with the Flash. Yeah. Um, there's an opportunity to do that in Riverdale. Uh, but again, if this is going to be if it's going to be a period piece, if this is Chilling Adventures of Sabrina,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm not sure how that's done. But 2020 does feel like a long time away, so that that makes me kind of sad.
0: I know, right? It's like two years. It doesn't seem that long, but in production times, I mean, if they are going to start making a Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I guess the nice thing is, is if they're wrapped on Riverdale, the writing team can just get cracking, and by the spring they could be shooting everything and be done. With the first yeah. season of, of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina by the time the fall season begins and begin writing on both those shows again. So uh, it,
1: it does also depend on the number of episodes. I mean, if we do a Legends of Tomorrow thing and we get 13 episodes, you know, you can, that's easier to produce. Uh, and mm-hmm. if it's going to be more effects heavy because of the magic, maybe that's the way to go. You know, 24 episodes is just asking a lot more of a crew.
0: Right. Right. I think you're right. Yep. Uh, So there you go, listeners, Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, coming in the fall of 2018. Cannot wait. What else is going on with you, Ashley?
1: Oh, man, so much stuff. Um, I have a ton of, not a ton, I have like two comics coming out. Um, Mm -hmm. Hey, that's a lot, a lot more than me. It's a lot more than most of the time. Uh, The Alterna Comics If Anthology is coming out uh, the first week of November. Oh, OK. And uh, Jason and I were in that last year. We told a story called Terrific mm-hmm. and we are telling a story called Thief this year, which is in the same universe. So if you oh, liked, cool. uh our Captain Terrific story, check that out. Um, we're also both but independent of each other um, in a horror anthology that's kickstarting in October. Uh, and then Jupiter Jet. So that's like. Comics is consuming my life right now. That's a good thing, though, right? <laughs> it's great. It's the best first world problem to have. It's
0: it's still cool, though, that you keep up with with acting and everything else that you're doing, even mm-hmm. though you're writing things for. You just wrote something for the DC uh, Comics website talking about the relationship between Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Uh, especially oh, yeah, because
1: it's, uh, it's Harley Quinn week.
0: Yeah, 25th anniversary of Harley Quinn and the comics. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, first appearance in Batman the Animated Series 25 years ago. So, got that going for you. Um, yeah. But it's good that you're, you know, still... Uh, doing some acting stuff. I saw your purple dress on your Instagram feed this week and saying it was yeah, some, yeah. some secret project. So I can't wait <laughs> to, for that to uh, to launch. Um, there's not a lot going on here. I did get a book in that I'm kind of interested in reading. It's called Slugfest. The I love it. inside the epic 50 year battle between Marvel and DC by Reed Tucker. This is an advanced copy that they sent me to read. I'm going to crack it open this weekend. Uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing what kind of insight that they have in here. And of course, being someone who comes from a uh, education background, the first thing that I always do is I flip into the back of the book to see what kind of references and what kind of footnotes and everything that they have in there, what's their bibliography. And this is pretty impressive. This has got at least 20 pages of references for each of the chapters. And so to me, whenever I see that, uh, it tends to make the book seem... Uh, that much more solid and truthful well, when I read it. In the same way with the other um, uh, Marvel book that we've talked about before. Um, Whatever it was that one is. Uh, Marvel Comics, The Untold Story by Sean Howe. Yeah. Also packed with references and citations of of everything that's gone on. And he even says at the front of the book, unless otherwise noted, all quotes come from interviews that I conducted between 2008 and 2012. So I like that when books are putting that in there as opposed to... I'm just citing from other, you know, summarizing what's happened in another book or something like that. So I, I dig that a lot. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: It looks amazing. I saw your picture on <clears throat> Twitter, probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Twitter or Instagram. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought it looked awesome.
0: Yeah, it does. I, I cannot wait to read that. In fact, I got to throw it over there right now to put it in my bag uh, for the weekend weekend reading. Uh, I think I got a message from my wife. I need to go pick up the kids here shortly because we do have to oh, no. uh, do another soccer tournament this weekend. But before I go, Ashley, I thought we should give away something. And I've had this sitting here. I think this is what? actually donated by the great NATO quite some time ago. This is a Star Wars Lego set. This is Ray's Speeder, which is a really cool set. I've uh, If you go back on the uh, YouTube channel, you will be able to uh, to find it, uh, the build and the review. So this had been about two years ago. Uh, but here's here's the deal. i uh, I want to give this away to someone who is in our live chat today. What yes. should we do to give it away to one of these awesome people?
1: Um, we should ask them who they would cast as Sabrina.
0: Okay, chat room, <laughs> chat room. The chat the chat is up live. Who would you cast as Sabrina in the chilling adventures of Sabrina? Go type them in the best one. Let's keep this U- US only. So, Jarmo, I'm sorry, but uh, sometimes shipping this stuff out of the country is a big hassle, uh, especially when it comes to you know, like licensed toys like this. Uh, so, let's keep it here in the US. So, uh, drop it out there, and I will get this in the mail to you within the next week um, and uh, see what happens. Well, I don't think you can cast Lego as Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But there you go. As we're waiting for those, as we're waiting for those to uh, to fill up, where can people find you, Ashley?
1: You can find me all over the internet. Um, I'm usually at Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. Uh, you can find me on the Major Spoilers podcast, uh, usually reviewing DC comics. You can mm-hmm. find me on the Geek History Lesson podcast. Uh, this week we're teaching a lesson on Miss Marvel, which I teach, and it was so much fun. Uh, which is also the Major Spoilers podcast feed. So just go in there and get all the shows and check them out, and uh, youtube.com slash where I'm doing all kinds of stuff all the time, and then uh, pick up Jupiter Jet and the F Anthology in your local comic book store. So please,
0: Ashley please was please. not here a couple of weeks ago on the Major Spoilers podcast when we did the uh, general topic thing, but I still have all my questions that I was going to ask her. So, uh, so Ashley, yes, what makes Nightwing so hot? Why are uh, people just uh, going gaga goo goo over Dick Grayson and and his butt?
1: Uh, it's because they treat Dick Grayson the way that female characters are traditionally treated, um, as a sexual object. Mm. And when that is the only character that you are given and you are into men, it really makes uh, Nightwing just stand head, shoulders, and butt above the rest. Is it because um, he's it-
0: also a nice guy? I mean, I was thinking like, well, what about Roy Har- Harper? What about... Uh, what about um, um
1: Roy's kind of a butthead, though, and he walked yeah. out on his kid. Um, but Dick is also, uh, and I think I've talked about this with you before, but Dick is the greatest character in the DC Universe. He is the greatest success. He's the only thing Batman ever did right. Like He's <laughs> so integral and important, and he is. He's, And the reason that he stands above even characters like Tim Drake is because he is a functional human being with feelings, who could be your buddy? Who could be your boyfriend? Like he is one of the most well-adjusted yet still capable heroes that we have, and that mm-hmm. makes him a approachable, um, which we like. As far as you know, if you're going to imagine that you're going to be involved with somebody, but they also draw him like he's a total hunk, you know?
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, you <laughs> know, he is—he's super fit, right? So he's always been yeah. very athletic. Um, he always—he's ha- also he's bendy. Always Yeah, he's always maintained a pretty positive attitude, right? I mean, as Mm -hmm. Robin, he was this, you know, always there with the quick laugh or the quick joke or whatever. But even when things get really dark now as Nightwing, he has not gone dark and brooding and whatever. Even when he was Batman temporarily with uh, him and Damien, there was a good relationship there there, and he kept it light. Uh, So I think that's Mm -hmm. part of the appeal, too. And, of course, apparently his butt looks good in, in spandex.
1: It does that we've been able to grow up. He's one of the only characters who've been allowed to grow up. Mm. Um, So if you start reading comics when you're 10 years old, Dick Grayson is 10 years old. If you read when you're 16, you can find Dick Grayson when he's 16. I mean, now they say he's 25, but I mean, he's (laughs) He's got to be pushing 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, so you can pretty much find a version of Dick Grayson. Even older now because we have Elseworlds tales in the future. Like you could find a version of that character that you identify with, which Mm -hmm. we don't have from a lot of other characters. Dick Grayson, still all mostly a nice dude.
0: Dick Grayson is the Kurt Russell of comic book characters,
1: (laughs) but better looking.
0: (laughs) Well, I think Kurt Russell's a pretty good looking guy. Maybe not so much with all the hair right now, but uh, let's see. Here's the other one I have. Oh, Star Trek Discovery is hmm. this weekend, it debuts this weekend after the uh, the football game. How excited are you about Star Trek Discovery?
1: I'm like a six right now.
0: Really? Out of, yeah. out of five or out of ten? Out of,
1: out of ten. Uh, sorry. Okay. Or out of 100. <laughs> out of ten. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic, but okay. I will say that I have not found the promotional campaign nor the trailers uh, particularly inspiring. Um and I have heard rather mixed things from everyone that I've that I know who has seen it. Mm-hmm. But I really love Anthony Rapp because he was in Rent. Yeah. So I'm going to show up and watch it at least for him. I want it to be great. Um and I've seen lots of things that had crap advertising and it turned out to be great. That, that, but that's,
0: that's fair. I mean uh, are you guys are you guys already jumped on to the uh, CW All Access or the not CW, uh, CBS All Access? No. <laughs> okay, so are you going to wait and see how this?
1: No, we're going to get it, but probably not until Sunday.
0: OK, that's what There's I think that's a lot of people.
1: CBS All Access, I want to watch. Yeah, and I that's mean, the issue. I think sorry. a lot of people are
0: just waiting to see how Star Trek does to decide yeah. if they want to do that, which is a big gamble right now for CBS because it's almost like. They need to release the first two episodes on television to kind of refresh that. That They're only uh,
1: releasing the first one. The I know. The second one they're releasing later on the app, that's like two what, hours later.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that it mm-hmm. is a big gamble to say, hey, here's one taste of this product. Now go in and jump onto this CBS All Access app, whereas if they had two weeks worth of shows,
1: oh,
0: yes. people would have the first week they'd watch it and go, oh, I think I'll come back next week. Then they come back next week to watch it again. And now they've had two weeks to kind of pump up the, the show. And then they are like, yeah, now you really need to get onto the CBS All Access uh, app mm-hmm. and get the rest of these shows. So I don't know. That's going to be real interesting to see how many people jump on board. And depending on how many people jump on board by Monday morning, that may determine whether that series goes into a second season or not.
1: They already greenlit it for a second Oh, did they already? Okay, cool. So um, I don't know what the metric is for streaming. I assume it's less than uh, a network. But I'm assuming that everybody who has already signed up preemptively must have crossed that number.
0: The nice thing about having uh, numbers like uh, what you get from an, uh, an app is, especially if CBS All Access has no other real good shows on there that people are watching, you can look at the number of subscribers and go, well, look how many people signed up since this Star Trek Discovery has aired. And compare that to what we had before. We know that those are probably 100% viewerships. So if they have 100,000 people watching, they're like, that's 100,000 people that are watching our show compared to a Nielsen rating, which is a Mm -hmm. sampling of and a guesstimation of, uh, what's going on and then of course you've got DVR reporting and that kind of stuff but even then that can be a little uh, wishy-washy so th- you know the the paid subscription tells you a lot about actual numbers so I hope the I hope the numbers are, are high mm-hmm. uh, what about um, what about the Orville
1: huh. Um, I've seen two episodes of the Orville and it was too too many episodes of the
0: Orville. I, I'm so really conflicted about The show because, on the one hand, it feels just like I'm watching a Star Trek episode, right? But then on the other Mm -hmm. hand, there's just a lot of crass that's thrown in for, like, I guess cheap laughs. And I know that, I I know that that's kind of what he does is the cheap laugh moment. I Uh, just
1: don't think it's funny. And I I don't don't think it's funny either. It's Star Trek. Um, I mean, the last episode was just like fan fiction of the cage that he must've had sitting in a drawer since he was 15 years old. Yeah. And I don't, if you want me to go in and believe that he if, just needs a better lead, he's not a great actor. He's a great singer. He's the highest paid writer in Hollywood. I won't take that away from him. Um, but if you want me to buy that, his wife was terrible wonder woman, that's a big <laughs> ass. um, yeah, I don't know. I liked that Kermit the Frog was in it, and I'm not going to watch anymore. Orville. Yeah, I just. I but I hope people who like it, awesome. I, I have hope seen you some like
0: after this second episode, which really kind of felt like. Yes, mm-hmm. you said the cage as as um, what is his name? I'm, it's blanking on me right now. The Seth Seth um, McFarlane. Seth, Seth MacFarlane, with yeah. his storyline, definitely the cage. But then with the um, the young girl who was made captain and had to make all the captain decisions. That felt like a first uh, season Wesley Crusher uh, kind of moment. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, this is a Star Trek." I guess the problem that I have is okay, here's the real problem that I have with it is the aesthetics of the show look way off for some reason. And maybe it because it's 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 lit. So cheap. I know it's oh, it's cheap. all high key lighting like they're lighting a comedy. It's like it's lit for a comedy, but yeah. it's really a drama with some humorous bits thrown in that I, are kind of borderline yeah. humorous, right? Cuz some yeah. of I mean I don't think I have laughed at a single joke. I mean, even the next day, you know, in in that second episode where he comes out the next day and he's already reverted back to his old domestic ways of drinking beer and, and just scratching himself. I'm like, ah, okay. I can see the humor, but it's not, it's not, I'm not laughing at it. And even when, you know, you see the, the wharf character sitting naked on an egg and you see his butt, it's like, I know what you're going for, but it's not, I'm not laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, the sound has messed up again. Okay. Oh, That's super. <laughs> uh, Nate says he thinks it's funny. The Orville, was, uh, uh, the Orville was burned once for football. Now it's on Thursdays. Oh, okay. Oh, it was bumped once for football. Now it's on Thursday nights. Okay. Uh, so there we go. Uh, okay. Well, here's what we have. We have somebody saying Jared Leto as uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I think more of a joke. <laughs> Uh, and then we have uh, Brianna Hildebrand. I don't know who that is. Do you know who Brianna Hildebrand is? I don't. Let me look it up here. If we can get a picture of her. Or Brienne. Oh, she is the girl. She was the girl from uh, uh, the Deadpool movie. She was the, um, uh, uh, the... The young girl? Yeah, the young girl. The one that was the... Uh, uh, She was a Negasonic or whatever her name was. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. All right. Let's do that. So uh, Austin Deutsch, here's what you need to do. Do you? All right. Well, Austin, send me an email podcast at Majorspoilers.com with your email, with your uh, shipping address and everything. And I will get you this uh, Lego Star Wars out to you. Uh, this next week or maybe a little bit longer. Sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to get stuff shipped. Not because I don't want to, but it's like, ugh, I got to go drive to the other end of town to go to the post office. If only there was a company out there that would let me ship regular postal mail from home and come and pick it up uh, and and become a, you know, maybe an advertiser of our show. Maybe that would help me get some of those <laughs> prizes out sooner. We do have more prizes coming on the way, though. Um, we did have someone send us some copies of... Uh, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes uh, omnibus volumes that we will be giving it out on the Legion Clubhouse episodes, uh, which, you know, that voice that you're hearing at the beginning and throughout the uh, Legion Clubhouse episodes, one Jason Inman doing the voice work there, so we're really happy that he's doing that. I think I think we're going to have to wrap it up there, Ashley, just because of the crazy problems that we're having with your audio. I hate this. I wish I could figure out what the problem was. I think we're going to have to go with the way that I don't want to do this and pull out another laptop if I can... Get a laptop that's working and doesn't crash every five minutes. Well, that's okay. I know. All right. Uh, Listeners, thank you so much for checking us out this week. Ashley, thank you for being here with us once again. And uh, we will be back next Friday when it's finally Friday. And until then, take care, everyone.